This is Bedside, a podcast series on a mission to debunk sex. I'm your host, Tatiana, and each week we'll uncover stories, ideas, routines, and expert information to help guide you on your ever-evolving journey of good sex. We believe that through democratizing sexual wellness, we can shift cultural taboos and make way for authentic and limitless access to pleasure, joy, and connection to the body. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to another quickie. So today, I'm really excited to chat with you about something that has been top of mind for me. It's been on my heart, and I found while I was thinking about it and working through some of my own limiting beliefs and ideas around this topic, I thought, oh my goodness, I feel like this is something that could be so beneficial and cool to cover on the podcast because it has to do with how we show up in partnerships and friendships and relationships and our own self-worth and the love that we put into that. And so the topic is around following our intuition. Now, I know that this kind of can sound a little bit woo-woo, that it might be something that you're like, oh, I already got that down. No need to worry about following my intuition. Other people, I think, don't really know what that means or haven't really considered it to be an important facet into how they show up in the world. But I figured this could be a really enriching conversation, whether you're well-versed in following your intuition or being led by your intuition, or even if you don't really know much about it. So I figured let's talk about it because it kind of dictates how we show up in the world and how we love other people and ourselves. So first and foremost... I have recognized that this has been a really important theme in my life to emphasize the importance of intuition because speaking personally, I have had instances before where I have allowed my self-worth to be put into other things, other people, and I've let it leave me. And it leaves me feeling very depleted and, for lack of better term, out of control, um, not feeling like I am the one responsible for my situations or emotional state. And so it's been a practice of mine to intentionally listen to my intuition because it has switched that narrative to not allowing my self-worth or the beautiful cultivation of my growth or the relationships that I'm in to be outsourced. And so the way that intuition actually shows up for me, and I think this is a good kind of way to introduce it because some of this might resonate with you as well. The way that intuition shows up for me is really in a couple different ways. And I urge you to question And ask yourself, kind of in a moment of stillness, how your intuition also shows up for you. So for me, there are a couple different faces, a couple different ways that it looks. 
one of the strongest ways that my intuition can show up is pretty much in a situation that feels like it's non-negotiable. It is a gut feeling that is linked to fight or flight. Um, and it kind of feels like there is only one option. And I think a lot of us can relate to that feeling when you're in a circumstance where you're just like, nope, there's only one way that this is going to go down and it is just guided completely by your intuition. I think it can also show up in a little bit more sneaky ways. Sometimes it's that voice in the back of your head or that feeling that is just that whisper that is just like, hey, no, you got this. Don't lean into that self-doubt or self-criticism or uncertainty. It's kind of that cheerleader that is just like, hey, over here, like, I'm going to help guide you in the right direction. Um, For me, it actually shows up as a little voice in the back of my head that's just like, hey, don't believe that weird negative thought that you just thought. And so that can be it. And then it also can show up in a really powerful, almost bigger than life way that for me personally, is linked to a lot of my spirituality, a lot of my sensuality and the way that I feel like my soul exists. And I know this might sound a little woo-woo to some people, but this podcast definitely covers a little bit of those topics. So I definitely don't want to steer away from them because I think it is a huge facet of how we sexually express ourselves is the way that we find meaning in this world, the way that we connect to our superpowers and the things that make us unique and authentic. So those are some brief examples of the way that my intuition personally shows up. And I'm sure that there are some crossovers maybe for you as well. But I want to share some tips on how you can connect to your intuition from wherever you're at, whether or not you are a seasoned follower of your own inner guidance system or if you're just like I have no idea what that even means or looks like for me. So the first thing is kind of what I already explained which is that there is a beautiful opportunity for you to just ask yourself what your intuition looks like and I think that creating a really great environment around those sort of questions is a key component. If you are super stressed out or like in the middle of a workday and you suddenly just jump into introspection like this, it might not always be the perfect environment to really get what you're looking for. So I think it's really important to set up a great space around this some examples or tips could be going on a really nice meditative walk, putting on some headphones or just listening to the nature around you and kind of immersing yourself in some sort of stillness or some sort of meditative motion or movement, which is key. That gets those endorphins going and it really changes the physical chemistry in your body. And so sometimes I find that those are when you can really get some of those aha moments. So I urge creating some sort of stillness or environment that feels really inviting for that soul calling conversation. Also, another great way to 
connect to your intuition and kind of start posing questions around it and what it looks like is to write. I find that journaling or just like free writing without, you know, without monitoring my grammar or making sure I sound a certain way, just like truly authentically writing all my thoughts and really just going for it. And then afterwards being able to kind of see what's on the page is really big in sharing a lot of insight that maybe is kind of coming a little bit out of the subconscious and into the conscious mind. My second tip for following and connecting with your intuition is understanding your physical signals. Our physical sensations, whether or not they're quote-unquote positive physical sensations like happiness or negative quote-unquote, they are always telling us things. And I don't really see our emotions or feelings as good and bad because I think they're all pointing us in the right direction. They're all posing us to investigate something a little bit deeper. So understanding our physical signals, maybe anxiety or overwhelm, some of the more sticky stuff that (laughs) it's really easy to try and shy away from is really important because if you are constantly being triggered by something on repeat, someone in your life, a certain behavior, these are really important to understanding what is setting us off and why And it allows us to make really massive shifts in our life. It allows us to set boundaries if we need to set boundaries. It allows us to maybe understand that we need rest or education around something or empathy toward something. And so I find that when we can really listen to our physical signals, it's the same thing as following our intuition. You're doing it already by just questioning what's going on. I think another thing which is huge, which is so hard to do, I think this is the hardest part about following your intuition, is to stop caring about what other people think. And this goes back to what I was saying at the beginning where we can really lose our self-worth over something or someone else I think this is exactly what I mean when I say we need to really stop caring about what other people think and giving them so much power or giving other things so much power. It's a really hard practice to not only create the awareness around the pattern, but also to say this doesn't serve me because this isn't where my intuition thrives. This is exactly the opposite. It's where it goes to kind of lose itself and intertwine itself in other people's business. So that's just an example. There are plenty of other examples where you might find that your intuition gets lost in certain circumstances or around certain people or friend groups and you know taking note of that is really important because 
it'll allow you to create space. And I think that's one of the most important takeaways is that, you know, we don't need to be these like all or nothing people, but to create space around things and to create barriers around our well-being, I think has been such a huge theme, especially in the pandemic. And in isolation, it's really just shined a light on a lot of the cracks that we kind of let slide by. So I think that being able to really allow yourself to figure out what is going to make you feel most connected at different points, and it's going to allow you to focus on you. One of my final tips for listening to your intuition is to create really simple action around it. I think <laughs> I think that we are so good at filling our plates up and putting on more and more and more without really clearing and making more space to it. I think a great example is if you are somebody who maybe is in the dating pool and you have this wonderful idea of what your partner's going to look like in all the activities you want to do, but it's just an overwhelming place to even start. Start with the littlest steps first. Um, and then that bigger dream, exciting picture gets to unfold step by step without having any sort of expectations around it. And I have this mantra that I've been following lately, and it's a sticky note on my desk, and it just says little steps in the right direction. And it is such a wonderful, beautiful reminder for myself that when I hold really big ideas or goals for myself around my own relationships or my own creativity that I need to take a step back and look at what the easiest point of entry is and from there I can move and make smaller pivots and decisions that are pushing me in the way that I'm supposed to go without looking at this massive idea. And the same goes for, you know, if you have goals around trying to listen to yourself a little bit more closely, cultivate a deeper relationship with yourself, I think it starts with the really simple steps. How can you find two minutes in every day to find stillness for yourself, to ask yourself how you're doing, to check in and just see where you're going and how things are doing. And my final piece of advice here is that practice makes perfect. This is a muscle that needs to be trained just like anything else. And if you are someone who does struggle with following your intuition or really making heart-centered decisions that don't really involve outside influences, it's something that just needs to be practiced upon. And over time, it just becomes easier and easier and easier. So if you show up for it, if you create space around it, if you create intention around it, it has so much potential. So there you have it. Those are my tips on how to incorporate following your intuition into your life right now. I think that intuition shows up in how we cultivate partnerships, how we find the people that we're really meant to connect with on a deeper level because it guides us. It's such a North Star. And when we can find the way to work with that in our lives, to create a balance around it, it just creates such tremendous 
motion and beauty and growth and opportunity to just become a more authentic and enriched version of yourself. So with that said, I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this gave you some inspiration as you continue on in your week and I will catch you next. Also, before I sign off, I'd want to encourage you, if you like this episode or if there are other episodes that you love, to share this with a friend. It makes a huge difference into us getting the message out there of having great, amazing sex and relationships. So I hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to The Bedside Podcast. If you liked this episode and want to follow along with similar stories and interviews, be sure to check out our Instagram at The Bedside and thebedside.co online. Make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and of course, share with your friends. It's the best way you can support us and our good sex mission. Thank you for listening.